Welcome to Velocity, the Vista Chamber podcast. I'm your host, Chamber CEO, Rachel Beld, and it's my privilege to interview the movers, shakers, and changemakers impacting our Vista community and beyond. Today is extra sweet because Don Hine, owner and manager of Little Cakes Cupcake Kitchen, is here today. Uh, Don comes from a family full of self-starters and business owners, including several bakeries, and was inspired to pursue his true passion, baking delicious homemade goods with mouthwatering flavor content concoctions like pancakes and bacon, for example. Don lives in Vista with his wife, Becky, and their two children and their two dogs who have inspired cupcake flavors. Don and Becky fulfilled their lifelong dream of starting a family-run boutique cupcake bakery in 2010 and have since expanded into several Gelson's Market locations. Little Cake's Cupcake Kitchen was also a two-time winner on the popular hit TV show Cupcake Wars. Yay! So welcome, Don. Glad to have you here. Very glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thank you. So first up, first thing I have to ask you is where did the name Little Cakes come from? So actually, I mean, when we got everything started, um, when legend has it, me walking down the streets of Vista and, <laughs> and stumbling into um, the, 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 the Vista Village Business Association office at the time mm-hmm. and then being directed to Kevin and you who, the, the legend has it that you days before I showed up had said, you know what Vista needs is like a, like a dessert shop, like a, like a cupcake shop. That is actually true. Very true. Uh, I did say that. And, and so, um, when, when that whole process started, we were going to be the yellow leaf San Diego. Okay. My brother and his partner had opened the yellow leaf in Seattle. Okay. And, uh, the idea was to do a second one. And so we got that process started and then it was like, Families working together. Let's not do that. Right. I was already kind of knee deep in doing the project, so I had to come up with a name. Um, I had always just kind of thought something very simple, mm-hmm. um, classic, nothing too catchy. I mean, I remember writing a lot of different names, um, and then we we had it initially. It was I, I liked the idea of just saying little cakes and a, and a picture of a cupcake, just kind of implying. Uh, just something simple and basic. And then um, we kind of felt like that wasn't enough to let people know. We liked the kitchen aspect and then, it, you know, the cupcake, we wanted that in the title. So the initial name was Little Cakes Cupcake Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that's still officially what Vista is called. Um, but we've kind of shortened it and kind of moved on. And, and a lot of the the new marketing is Little Cakes Kitchen. Okay. Um, just implying to that we're, we're, we're carrying on the products, but, right. but you that's kind of, yeah. You have a lot more than, than cupcakes. Right now we do. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> right now we do. Yes. Okay. So, um, so you, you started to answer this a little bit before I even asked it, but why Vista? Why did you end up in Vista? I mean, other than roaming the streets, <laughs> <laughs> looking for a place for a bakery, how, why did you roam the streets of Vista? I guess. Well, I mean, Living in Vista, mm-hmm. um, I, I roam the streets of Vista because I, I live here. Mm-hmm. Um, I always loved the the downtown and still love the the downtown. Um, I remember coming over here when um, I was dating my wife and she was living, I think it was in Oceanside, and we would come to Curbside and mm-hmm. just kind of looking and being like, wow, like, look, this is like a quaint little downtown. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. Um, so I like the idea of being here. We do, we were living in Vista at the time also. So obviously something closer for a commute, uh, where, where I was working before was, uh, Valencia. So Woo. anything was closer, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, 
I honestly, when we were looking at locations, like we, we actually were considering a spot in Carlsbad and we, you know, I think I stumbled, I don't know if it was the chamber of commerce, but some Carlsbad office. I mean, honestly, I was looking like, I'm like, where's the business association? And Carlsbad people were like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, because I had, I, I had been spoiled already by Vista. Um, and I just, it's not that other cities are necessarily bad. It's just that Vista is going, it, it's always been going like above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Like even just walking into that business association, they were like, you know who we get, need to get you in touch with? It's, you know, Kevin Ham with redevelopment and doing this and that. And mm -hmm. then he's, you know, I remember talking with you back then mm -hmm. and Kevin literally putting me in his car and just driving around and being like, there's that space or mm -hmm. there's this space, mm -hmm. you know? Um, he might've shown me this. No, this was a post office at mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, it was. But, um, but yeah, I mean, when we found the space, I had always liked that little area right by the movie theater. I've always been a big movie fan. So like the yeah. idea of being right there. Um, but yeah, I think also just, I liked the idea of, you know, contributing to the vitality of the town I live in. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you could say property value, but even just saying, I, I, I'd love to see this place just keep going. And I was like, well, then let me put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. Um, I love that. And it's been, I got to say, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, um, it's always, it's always like coming home to Vista. Mm -hmm. I mean, not literally because I live here, but the, the shop, the people that come in, the people that want to, you know, give more and more. Mm -hmm. It's not like, Hey, what kind of discount can you give me? Hey, you know, what coupons can you offer? It's always just been like, we love you guys and we just want to support you. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, I mean, one of the first, one of my first customers was someone who kind of came bursting into the shop and was like, thank you for being here. <laughs> I just remember, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're welcome. Who, who are you? And they were like, that's great. I just love that you're here. And I, I think they bought something, but um, it just, I love it. That's, that's kind of been the feeling. And yeah, it's like, no matter where we go, I, I have these moments where I keep kind of circling back and just coming back to Vista mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, growing up in the suburbs of Chicago and then living in like LA and all the different LA cities that feel like LA cities, this is kind of the one city to me that feels in Southern California that feels like a, like a suburban town mm -hmm. in, in all the good ways, right? you know, um, it just feels, it feels that way. I agree. I think this is a great place. And I think it does have kind of that hometown, small town feel. Yeah. Even though we're right here in this mega flex of cities. and Yeah. yeah. I mean, just being surrounded by so many different areas um, that are, that are, they're more t tightly packed with, mm -hmm. you know, different developments and stuff. Um, but also just, yeah, just, just kind of feeling like you can spread out a little bit. Everyone's still kind of walking around with their dogs, but it, and there's also just like a laid back feel. Mm -hmm. I always think about the 508 Tavern mm -hmm. and how you know, seeing people in that, this little tiny tavern, you'll see, you know, a couple on a date night from maybe, you know, Carlsbad's very affluent area. And mm -hmm. then some guys that just did a painting gig and, you know, some mm -hmm. other people have, and like, nobody's, nobody's questioning anything. Nobody's, right. yeah, it's just, it's just literally like, yeah, this is, this is where we go and this is where we hang out. And it, it feels that way. And it's, it's great. It's amazing. And you don't, you don't get that a lot of other places. Yeah. Cool. That's great. So what is the best thing 
about the work that you do? What's your absolute, what are your favorite things about, about the work that you do? I mean, I love, I love being in the kitchen. Um, I loved when, when I kind of started thinking about doing this, I, I really like the idea of, you know, every day, especially when we started, it was like every day you'd come in and, and, and you had no inventory. You just had all these like bits and pieces and you mm -hmm. put it together and sell it like that day. Um, and, and that was always really cool. I, I loved, I love baking. I, I love making people happy. You know, I always say like, you know, it's so much better than like, you know, it's not like we're at the dentist's office, you know, everyone that's coming in, if someone comes in in a bad mood, I'm kind of like, you you do know you went, walked into a cupcake shop, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I like, I like that aspect. I like being a part of people's celebrations. I'm sorry. You asked for the best and I'm giving you like 20 things. Um, but I, I, I really like, and where I've ended up being, you know, kind of like as a business owner is finding different staff and what they're good at mm -hmm. and then trying to foster that mm -hmm. and giving them an opportunity to grow. We've, we've always just kind of promoted from within and it wasn't something that I necessarily sat and thought out, but when I've tried, you know, like bringing in an outside manager, it never really seems to work. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of cool just having, watching these people grow and then being like, well, I don't know if I can do it. And I'm like, you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that's what someone did for me at one point. I remember saying like, you want me to, do this like I don't know how to do this and th this guy was like you can do it you'll be fine yeah and um I like saying that to other people that's and then, great and then watching them grow into it and do great things that's great so speaking of your employees I know I remember a few years back I saw something you posted on social media about you know we we want to provide benefits to our employees and we want to pay a fair wage. And, and I really thought that, especially at that time, that was a really courageous and bold thing to say, you know, Hey, we're a small business owner and we're aware of overhead and we're mindful of cost, but our people are important to us and we want to put them first. And so I wondered if you had any comments about that or kind of what led you to make that statement. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning, knowing I was going to be a business owner, but also knowing I was going to be, you know, a husband, hopefully eventually a father, I always said, you know, to do a good work-life balance, I would need to be able to walk away and have someone else in control. Mm -hmm. um, and and so to have someone that's like that, you know, I mean, first of all, it's just trying to treat people fairly, mm -hmm. but also it's kind of like if you're going to retain someone that you can hand things over to and they're going to run things, you need to give them a job that, you know, they're going to want to stick around with. And it's like in order to maintain that, then you, you know, it's it's like organically you need to offer a little more. Mm -hmm. You need to, you know, compete with other places that these people could go. So I think it really did kind of come down to um, getting something for myself mm -hmm. as an employee, but also just saying, well, I definitely want to keep this person. And then it was like, well, I wanted to keep that one too and keep that one too. And then having these staff members that were like, well, I've never had that before. And I kind of always had it before. So I'm like, well, it's good. Like you, it's good to have that. Like we should get that for you. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, people would say, you know, how do you afford it? Um, and I'm like, well, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how you can afford not to. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of always put that first. And I always felt like with Vista, we were trying to lay a foundation for more. I didn't know what or where or how. Um, and it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to build an empire or something, but I did always feel like, you know, I want to be here for a long time and have a business that 
that has the opportunity to expand. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the only way to lay a good foundation, I think, is to get good people and give them a reason to want to be there. Yeah. So, well, and speaking of, of wanting more and growing and expanding, you know, Little Cakes Cupcake Kitchen or Little Cakes Kitchen started on Main Street and Vista. And now you've expanded into several Gelson's locations. So, you know, a lot of folks who are listening to this podcast are hopefully other business owners who have ideas and want to grow. So, what advice do you have for them about making connections and figuring out what's the right next step? Well, I mean, I, the, there's a couple of really good pieces of advice I got. One of them was from, uh, John Randall, mm-hmm. owner of a uh, curbside. Okay. That's his last name, right? Randall. Yep. Okay. So John, I remember saying to me like, well, you're going to open the cupcake down. The-. I'm like, yeah. He said, well, he's like, give, just give to people, mm-hmm. especially when you first open up. He's like, just, just give, give, give. He's like, don't worry about what'll come back because mm-hmm. it will. Mm-hmm. And in ways you never would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great advice. And that is advice I would give. Um, and then another, another person from the, my previous job, the CFO of my previous job said, uh, um, do your homework, um, which, you know, <laughs> is very, very good advice. Mm-hmm. And if you think you did enough, do a little more just to make sure. Um, and no matter how much homework you do, you're still going to have to adjust and pivot, obviously. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's one of the big things that I've found is, just going out there and, you know, it's something like, like, like the chamber of commerce is a really good example of something where, you know, you may have somebody kind of whispering in your ear, what's your, what's your return on investment on that? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go to these events, you're going to do these different things. I was involved with, you know, the VVBA business association for a long time, mm-hmm. devoting a lot of time to it. And it was kind of like, well, what, what's, what's the ROI there? And I think it's, it's, you're, you're talking about culture and you're talking about kind of, I think the more you go into those things and don't think about an ROI, but think about, well, what can I give? Mm-hmm. What can I contribute? Right. Like, like really not thinking about, well, what's my bottom line? How am I going to, you know, like really just getting out there and having that mindset. I think it comes across and then people are enthusiastic. I've kind of always been a believer that like, if, if people get the vibe that you're out for yourself, then they're like, okay, like good mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to help you because- you're just kind of out for yourself. But as soon as you kind of give the, like, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Then all of a sudden they're going to be like, well, what can I do for you? You know, like whether they want to or not, people just naturally want to reciprocate. And then you've got everyone on your side. So it's kind of like, what do you do? You put yourself first and then only worry about yourself. And then you got nobody on your side or you could have like literally like everybody. Um, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. Get it, getting involved, not looking in the confines of whatever your business is, but saying what's happening outside. How am I contributing to, you know, the culture around you? I'm so glad you you said that one because it's a great answer. But also, it gives me an opportunity to tell you that that's exactly what the Vista Chamber is about. Is about supporting other people. We actually talk about in our member orientation when new members join us. We talk about the networking versus net weaving. And, um, you know, networking is kind of looking out for yourself. You meet someone, how can that person help me? How can that person support me? What can I get from that person? And net weaving is meeting someone and thinking, how can I help that person? How can I lift that person up? Who do I know that might be their customer? Who do I know? Who, how, how can I support that person? And when we all support each other in that way, and we're looking outward at others and how we can lift them up, then we create this 
web that nobody falls through. And um, I'm just so glad you mentioned that because it gives me a chance to, to, to share about our philosophy about nut weaving and, and actually give a quick shout out that the third Wednesday of the month, we have a coffee and conversations group that's focused on nut weaving. Um, and we host that at Cat and Craft Cafe uh, down in South Vista, um, the third Wednesday of the month at eight for our members to just support each other and to connect in that way. So maybe sometime you can carve out an hour and come and join us. We'd yeah, love to have I, you there. I, 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 yeah, it's, I feel like it's, I, I, I've been so involved before and then I've been so busy, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about kind of being able to, again, kind of circle back to Vista. Sure. But yeah, no, that's, that, 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 I think that's, 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 that's kind of the right way of looking at it. And, and, and yeah, if you go to like a networking event and you, you see someone that's just kind of like hunting, you are always like, you know, but then mm-hmm. you'll just be talking with someone. And, um, yeah, I mean, some of the, some of the best connections I've made and some of the hugest leaps forwards, uh, that I've made have all been not, not, not sitting down and saying, oh, well, how, how can I, you know, do this, but also just kind of sharing a problem and then mm-hmm. someone being like, hmm, let me try and find a solution for you. Right. That's great. So you've had you know, you've been on Cupcake Wars, Little Kicks and Vista's doing great. You've expanded into Gelson's. Have you had any things where maybe you made decisions that weren't the right decision or things that you've had to <laughs> to, to say, oh, just kidding, let's U-turn here? Because I think that's valuable for other business owners to hear that not every it's not sunshine and roses every single day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are definitely not sunshine and roses every day. Um, no, I mean, uh, there's been a lot. It's a long winding road always. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just always that way. Um, we, uh, yeah, we, we had expanded and opened up a, a second location in Carlsbad. And I mean, we were a week into our build out and my general contractor was hospitalized and mm-hmm. I, I became a general contractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, you know, that location just wasn't working out for us. But a customer who came in, was someone who knew about Gelson's and knew about their situation and helped us get in inside of Gelson's. So if we weren't there right. to do that, we never would have gotten over here. Um, and it turned out one of the Gelson's was right down the road from that location. So, I mean, you know, it, you can't play the what if game. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, another piece of advice someone uh, gave me was, you know, hang on tightly, but let go lightly. If you're, you know, if you're fighting to try and make something work great, but once you're done, like, let it go and move on to the next, uh, mm-hmm. to the next thing. And, and yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen a lot of opportunities and had a lot of opportunities and, and been in different places and been in different situations. And when we find out it's not a good fit, we say, okay, that was great. What did we learn? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's pivot, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, right now between, you know, uh, 2020 and now 21, you know, the great resignation. Um, we've just been hit hard, just trying to figure out how to do something where we're expanded so Mm -hmm. much. So, you know, we are looking at kind of, you know, getting ourselves back down to like fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Um, we're starting, uh, we, we, we've been trying to do more and more wholesaling and we actually have like the ability to pull ourselves back to focus on that Mm -hmm. and just seeing where we can go and what we can do with that. Um, is kind of been amazing. So, so that's, it, I think, I, I, I think I've always been, you know, looking around for different opportunities and excited to go do opportunities. Um, you just have to make sure that it's working mm-hmm. yeah, and take stock and then say, okay, if it's not, where can we go? Sure. That's great. So, um, 
So we talked about the best part of your work. What, what is hard about it? I mean, you talked about some of the struggles, but like just day to day, like what are some things that you think, gosh, this is really hard. Yeah. I mean, you never know what every day is going to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, my wife will ask, you know, she'll be like, well, do you have time to do this? And I'm like, you know, I, I have nothing to do and I have everything to do. You Mm -hmm. know, if everybody decides to walk away, I have to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but maybe everyone will show up today and I, I, and, and nothing will break. And I, I, I got some time. Um, so that's, I mean, the hard part is kind of, you know, always knowing that if everything else, if everyone else walks away or, you know, or, or enough people walk away, like you need to literally step in and just, you know, make the cupcakes or do the different things. Wear all the hats. Yeah, wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's important. Anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur is to, to know as many facets as you can, like every little nuance, you know, from, from the initial start of whatever it is you do all the way down to accounting and, 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 you know, um, electricity and plumbing. I mean, the more, you know, um, the more you'll be able to help solve problems. Um, and, and yeah, just, just kind of carrying the burden of, you know, making sure that the make your, that you're making payroll, you know, and, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, just, just kind of shouldering all of whatever it is you're taking on. Um, so making sure that you kind of have enough help is always good. That's good. And I, I like what you said about, you know, as a business owner, you're wearing all the hats. You have to know if your bookkeeper walks away, you need to know how to do your books. I mean, that's super important. You need to know how to to fix something if it breaks. You got to plunge a toilet if you have to plunge a toilet. Like you just have to do all the things if you need to. It's great to have people, yeah. but you have to be, be, be nimble to be able to do that. So yeah. I want to say it was one of the hottest days in, I think it was 2020 and, and our air conditioner stopped working. Oh Vista. gosh. And I mean, you know, they're, you know, the staff is calling me and they're like, it's almost 80 degrees in here and I'm calling around and it's 2020. So like nobody, nobody's picking up mm-hmm. and they're like, I can be there in a month. <laughs> so I was literally up on the roof trying to figure out how to get a commercial air conditioner to work and thinking like, you know, living the dream. Uh, <laughs> But I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, it's true. If you're going to be a business owner, an entrepreneur, it's like, that's, that's what you're going to do sometimes. Wow. Cool story. Um, okay. So speaking of 2020, how, how did COVID impact your business? Um, well, I mean, it was a good time to be in a grocery store. So, Mm -hmm. so, so that helped, although just trying to figure that out, um, and, and, and figure out the needs of customers and where you were going to get everything. It was amazing to see that, you know, plunging into this urgent need and supply and demand suddenly going huge while, you know, in Vista, it was, it was a, you know, we were by the movie theaters and everything was just shut down. Um, so, I mean, luckily, I think also all of this led to people saying, you know what, like, I need, I need a little treat. I need something because um, it, it did turn around pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And, um, we found that people were, you know, there was still a, a need and a want, uh, for it. Um, but I mean, ultimately just, you know, financially actually 20, 2020 was okay. It was, it was actually last year and mm-hmm. all the, all the staffing shortages mm-hmm. and having been in so many different places and the idea that, you know, I was saying it's, you know, it was like, it was like getting out there and saying, well, as soon as it rains, everything's going to be fine, you know, but you can't make it rain you know you couldn't get people to come and show up 
and apply for jobs. And it, and it, it was just, I think that was one of the most difficult things because it mm-hmm. stretched everyone so thin mm-hmm. and there were people kind of taking advantage of things, but also just the people that you have had for a long time and who were trusted were just shouldering so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it was just rough to watch mm-hmm. and you're just trying to, trying to help and, and do what you can. Um, so that's kind of been the biggest impact on us is, um, you know, just trying to, trying to stretch ourselves so much. I say it's like, it's like we got a twin sheet and a king size bed and, <laughs> you know, no matter what, something's not getting covered, you know? So we reduced hours and this and that, but then you see like, you know, Starbucks is closed three days out of the week and you're like, okay, well it's not just me. Right. Um, and I will say that like we had a rough year, um, 2018 was a very rough year for us for a lot of different reasons. Um, but it was just us, you know? So meanwhile, you know, other people are doing great and this Mm -hmm. and that is happening. So I will say there is, there has been something nice about being involved in something that communally sucks, you know, like everybody's frustrated at the same time. So at least you can look around and, you know, it's not like you're like, oh my God, I'm having this horrible time. And everyone's like, life is great. Like, you know, (laughs) everyone's like, yeah, I know. Right. Like that, that's been a lot easier um, to kind of have that community feeling as opposed to kind of just being, cause, cause yeah, when you're in your own rough situation, that, that I feel like is a lot worse. Well, if you're isolated yeah. and you feel alone in that, you know, it's to have camaraderie and to have buddies going through it with you does lighten the load a little bit. I feel the same as a chamber exec, you know, running the chamber. It was a really hard time during COVID. Oh, yeah. And, but knowing that every other chamber and having resources to connect with them, that we were all struggling in similar ways, not exactly the same. Everybody's community is different and the way we serve our communities can vary. But to know that other people were going through it together, you know, and that we can meet up on Zoom and have a cocktail together made it a little bit easier. So I can I can connect with that statement for sure. So you mentioned the wholesaling. Anything else that's coming up next for Little Cakes that you want to share? I mean, you know, wholesaling is very general, but um, it's really cool. We, we were involved with a, uh, these cloud kitchens, um, which is basically like it's one location and our product is there. And then anyone in the region that uses like any third party delivery, Grubhub, DoorDash, they can order our stuff. Um, so like we have one in Hollywood right now that we had put in a while back and we just expanded to a lot of different, there's actually going to be, there's going to be like one in Long Beach, one in Santa Monica, one in Anaheim, like right near Disneyland. Perfect. So if you're going to Disneyland and you want some little cakes, you know, you can, you can order those up uh, via like DoorDash. And then um, we've got two down in San Diego. So that's been really great. And, um, and then they handle, you know, the, the staffing. So from our perspective, it's like, we just need to make the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been focusing more and more on that, but, um, but no, uh, we've, we've started doing more and more in the retail spot in Vista. Um, people have been asking more and more for, for minis and packs of things that are ready to go. And yeah. so we've been, you know, fighting to keep up with it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, last year in Vista was one of the best years we've had. I mean, it's been really, really good. Um, so it's exciting to, to, to be a part of, uh, weddings and events, you know, like as things come back and as people want to do things, you know, individual servings turned out to be a really good thing too. It wasn't Mm -hmm. anything obviously we planned, but you know, um, but yeah, so, you know, the wholesaling aspect, uh, we are actually working with someone 
cross our fingers to, uh, to potentially ship, mm-hmm. uh, nationwide. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, and that obviously just opens things up and, and there's been so many people kind of families coming through like Camp Pendleton, you know, who are like, when are you coming to North Carolina? And it's right. like, uh, <laughs> I would love to ship little cakes to my family back in Texas or, you and, know, we yeah. all watched you. I mean, that we all watched on little cakes. I mean, on cupcake wars when little cakes was on and I got my family to watch and everything. So they, they are part of your story too. And they would love to, I'm sure they'd love it if I could ship some cupcakes to them. Yeah. And, and it's something we've been thinking about for so long, mm-hmm. but that is another thing is it's kind of like when you, when you do take on something really big and you, you know, you spread yourself so thin, it's, it, it can be difficult to, to do anything, you, you know, any mm-hmm. focus on anything so diligently. So we're excited to be able to focus on that, mm-hmm. keep up with the demand, but also figure out the logistics of making it happen. So, I mean, that that's super exciting. And then, yeah, just getting them, you know, if, if there is anyone listening who, you know, restaurants or or different locations, um, we're, we're potentially looking at possibly starting up in some farmer's markets. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's exciting to just kind of get back to focusing mostly just on cupcakes. Um, so, so that's exciting. And and then also doing more um, cakes, like a full-size cake mm-hmm. in our Vista shop. The, another thing that people have been asking for that we kind of haven't been able to keep up with. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been really great. And it's like, we've kind of picked up all these little nuances from all the different things and places we've gone, but now it's kind of all coming back together. And mm-hmm. again, it's all, it's all kind of coming back home to Vista, mm-hmm. which is, which is great. Well, I love that. <laughs> I have to tell you, so both my kids, um, my daughter was born in 2009. So just before you opened the little cakes and every birthday, my kids have had little cakes for every single birthday for both of them. And so um, it's a tradition that continues. So I'm glad that that you're sticking in Vista. You're not going anywhere so we can continue our celebrations. So I have to ask you what, well, first of all, do you still eat Cupcakes. <laughs> I do. My aunt and uncle own a bakery and they don't really eat their cakes very often. So yeah. I have to ask you if you do. I, I do. Um, <clears throat> do you have a favorite I, flavor? I do. Um, one of the funny things to it, my son, um, my son wanted uh, a cake for his birthday and was like, well, what do you want? And he was like uh, a strawberry Duncan Hines with the, you know, the strawberry frosting out of the can. So, I mean, you know, we do that too. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, yeah. it was just, I thought that was amazing. But, um, but no, um, I mean, some of my favorites are, are honestly our vegan chocolate right mm. out of the oven. No frosting is like, is like the, 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 the best. And if you ask my staff, you know, like they'll be like, wait, where did, and I'll, and I'll be like, I, I had to grab one of those. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then the, um, the tamale de elote mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. And then the one we do like that, where we throw the, uh, the, an- the roasted ancho chilies in there. That one's really good too. Um, those are probably, those are probably my favorites. Yeah. I am a fan of all the lemon varieties that you have. You have one that's like lemon and with a white chocolate kind of like. Yeah. The lim- white, white chocolate lemon. Yeah. I yeah. love that one. <laughs> and then also the pearls, a big, big hit in our family, the chocolate peanut butter tuxedo. And the red velvet, those are all staples in our house. Yeah, the red velvet. I mean, it's so good for whatever How reason. Is it so good for whatever reason, cupcakes and red velvet like just connected somewhere mm-hmm. culturally, and and it's just been a, a thing. And um, yeah, I I you know um, it is the recipe from the yellow leaf. Uh, so I got to give credit to them. But it's one of those two where it's like I'll be like eh, you know I mean we have to make it. It's definitely the best seller. Uh, but pearl is very close. Um, but yeah, we were. I I remember every once in a while I'll be like. 
you know, sampling this or sampling that, or just literally just saying, mm, I don't know about that batter. And I'll, I'll grab a red velvet and I will be like, oh my God, like it is really good. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just kind of forget about mm-hmm. it and then, and then do it. Um, it, it has a lot of uh, fat in it. Well, that's probably why I like flavor. it the most. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I love that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, I, you know, it, th- there is that factor mm-hmm. of it, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's cool because it's, uh, it's like chocolate. It's a little more subtle than chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. Ours is different. A lot of, some places will kind of just take a chocolate and throw some red in there. But, um, ours is an actual like traditional Southern recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 it's one of my, it, it's one of my like ones that I, I kind of want to fight against it some for some reason, mm-hmm. but I, I can't fight it. It's, it is, it's really good. So, okay. So there's a big debate in my home about the proper way to eat a cupcake. Right. So there's the way where you just take the cupcake and you just bite into it. That's the right way. Okay. Okay. So you've already, you're no. already, in, okay. No, it's not tell me the other way. The, well, there's two other ways. Oh, okay. Okay. The other way um, is lick all the frosting off and then eat the cake. That's the right way. Okay. And then there's another way, which is where you tear the cupcake in half and put the bottom on top to make a little cupcake sandwich with right. the frosting in the middle. Yep. And and that's the right way. Okay. So, it, so you you're know, not going to give me an answer. No, because it's, you know, for, for each of those, I'm sure there's someone that said, this is the right way. Right. So it's, it's the way you want to do it. For me, it is like a lot of times I will honestly shake the frosting off and eat it mm-hmm. because I kind of just want the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, one of the, on, on, on like our grand opening, one of the first days, someone took one and said, let me show you how to eat a cupcake. And he pulled the bottom off and he sandwiched it together uh-huh. and he ate it. And that was yeah. the first time I'd seen someone do that. Uh-huh. Um, and I know another, a friend of mine who does that, who's very like technical and clinical. And he was like, you gotta, you know, do that. And then he, he was excited about that. Cause then you can get all the elements Right. In one bite. So some people think that's the right way. Okay. Um, I'm just excited. Like when we did strawberry shortcake was one of the ones that was like kind of the perfect example of the reason I thought these were good is that you don't just taste like the frosting or this or that, like the lighter frosting Mm kind of contributes to you being able to do everything. I I love strawberry shortcake, but I feel like I'm always kind of, I get a little cake or I get a little strawberry or I get a little whipped cream and it's really hard you know, you're kind of like, you, you kind of got to throw it all in your mouth and then chew it. It's hard to get the right ratio of everything. Mm-hmm. But with ours, like what I like about it is, and we think about it is how much frosting is on it mm-hmm. and where, where the bite is, you know, like, like our lemon is like, if it's a curd, we spread it across the top. So you only get a little bit. But if we did, when we were going to do one that was like filled with something, it had to be like more subtle because mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to bite into like all this curd. So we are always thinking about the ratio of what you're getting and how it's going to blend together with everything else. So you don't have to do the sandwich thing, but the sandwich thing does work. But yeah, the yeah. answer to your question is whatever way they want to do it is the right way. Okay. I mix it up. It depends on the type of cupcake. I feel like a filled cupcake, you can't pull the bottom off because then stuff's going to goop out. Yeah. So yeah. it depends. That's true. So, That's true. Um, I don't ever lick the frosting off and then eat the cake, but um, but the other two methods, I, I'm equal opportunity for those two. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about little cakes or about your experience in Vista that we haven't already talked about? Um, I mean, I mean, I can't reiterate it enough. And, and, and it's funny because I've, like I said, I've been involved with like the, the business association and, and, you know, I, I, I've been involved with the chamber and done all these different things. And I feel like sometimes people are like, Oh, you're just advocating. Cause you know, you feel like you, you, you need to, or you should, um, I didn't pay you. No, no, it's, 
it really did feel that way. And it really did. It was like, it was literally when I was, I like to say, I was just a guy walking around talking about it and everyone not only took me seriously, but was just like, well, let me help you. Let me, what can we do? Mm -hmm. What can we do? How can we make this happen? And I feel like I keep hearing that from people, you know, that idea and, and the, I mean, the facade improvement program, mm -hmm. I, I, is, is that still available? Is that still a thing? I don't know, but I'm going to find out immediately. But I got to say, I mean, if that's still available, I mean, that was amazing. Here we are opening our business and 50% of our sign was 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 paid for, mm -hmm. you know, through a city grant, you know, the, the, the current economic grant that you guys sustained. I mean, it's just like on and on and on, mm -hmm. the, you know, a lot of, a lot of places, a lot of cities will say, they do what they can and then they, they, they don't, or it's just, you know, it's, it, it, but it's hard to compete because, because of the, the idea that we want you here and, and we're going to help you figure out what to do. And, and just having the community of, of makers and different people doing things. I mean, it's, it's, it's an awesome community. And, and, and so, so yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like, like no other city, no other city is really trying as hard. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And, and, and in a lot of ways, I just feel like a lot of times giving back to the community is just to, just to help give back to the support that I was given. So I love that. Okay. So at the end of the episode, I always ask a few rapid fire questions. Okay. So we're going to jump into those. Okay. So, Don, tell me a book you think everyone should read. Um, so, creative side, uh, I've always been a fan of uh, Catcher in the Rye. Um, and then from like a business side, um, I'm working my way through Creativity Inc. Okay. Uh, by Ed Catmull, the, uh, the guy who started Pixar. And, oh. and it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and my philosophy of nobody knows what they're doing, which is everybody has different training or different things, but nobody like knows what they're doing. Um, it was great to read at one point he said, and we started Pixar and the main problem was nobody knew what they were doing. So it was great to feel justified. Yeah. Uh, in that, in that book. Okay. Tell me a song. You always have to turn up. You always have to jam out to it. And, um, uh, almost anything by, uh, uh, this band Jay Roddy Walston and the business. Um, I have never heard of them. And yeah, I they have a really good song called uh, take it as it comes, which is, uh, has been a good anthem for the last couple of years. Um, but my wife and I went to see him at belly up. We had this sort of really intense thing we had to do in LA. that was like emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. And then we drove back and then we were going to go to this concert and we were like, should we even do that? It almost felt, disrespectful to go have a good time but we were like let's push through go down there and do mm -hmm. it and it was this like cathartic experience combined with just having uh just a, a really good live band so yeah. anytime i hear it you know it's like whenever you have those connections with mm -hmm. music um so yeah anytime i hear that now i kind of think of uh of that uh, yeah but it's just, yeah it's a great band it's amazing how music can connect us to a time and a place and a feeling yeah. instantly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of stuff we play at the shop that automatically makes me think of, you know, back in the day, baking stuff, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love music. Great. Okay. Tell me something that inspires you. Um, my wife, um, my wife's work ethic, um, 
and just her in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I tell her, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying hard to uh, be the man she deserves. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in everything, being a mom, being a, her, her work. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Great. As a wife, I approve that message. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, tell me a Vista business that you think deserves a shout out. Man, there's a lot of them. Um, I, I, I mean, a lot of what I like about Vista is, uh, is local beer and local pizza. So I, I, I may have to do two. Okay. Um, one of I'll the, allow it. one of the oldest and one of the newest, you know, there's lamppost, mm-hmm. uh, which is right across from us, um, which just does a really good job and is just, uh, has been a place of, of solace mm-hmm. <laughs> doing a lot of stuff, having that place across the street, but also, uh, best pizza and brew, mm-hmm. um, has quickly become a, a, a big favorite, mm-hmm. uh, at the Hine house. Uh, we just had a work party there the other day and, um, it's fantastic. I mean, um, I, I, I liked what the flying pig did in there and, and seeing some of that stuff gone was a little sad, but just what they've created, um, and what they offer is, is, is great. It's really good. Awesome. Great examples. Don, I want to thank you so much for being here. Such a great time talking with you and, I feel like we've known each other for so long that I heard so many new things today that I never knew about you. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. This was awesome. Thank you for tuning into Velocity, the Vista Chamber podcast, where we hear from the movers, shakers, and changemakers impacting Vista, California. To hear the latest from Velocity, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Vista Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit organization which serves as a catalyst to business growth. Visit us online at vistachamber.org.